0: Folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geist, and I want to welcome all of our listeners in the Byberg area to stop by our Sioux Nation Ag Center Vet Clinic, where we can meet all of your animal health needs from small house pets to livestock. Now, today, I'd like to invite our listeners to join me in welcoming Marianne Metz, owner and operator of Metz Heartland Creamery, which is a dairy and honey operation. Welcome to the program, Marianne. Thank you. That is such an interesting combination of being both a dairy and a honey operation, one I haven't heard of before.
1: Yeah, we purchased the honey business in 2013 after visiting with the local neighbor, and they decided they were ready to sell and retire. And we thought, you know, we don't have the bees. They split the business in half. Somebody bought the bees, and we bought the bottling and distributing. And so we decided to go together. And so they bring it to us in 55 gallon drums and we distribute it. And what it really helped us do was get our foot in the door in a lot of stores because a year before we started the creamery, we were doing the honey. So the stores knew us, knew how we handled our product. So it kind of just worked out that way.
0: So you started into the honey in 13 and then you launched the creamery in 14. Correct. Okay. So and then you dairy as well, is that correct?
1: Correct. We have 250 cow dairy herd. That's our milking herd. That we milk the cows. Milk goes into a tank and we make cheese, gelato, string cheese.
0: Gelato is the bomb. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's definitely a education one because a lot of people don't know what gelato is. It's just it's an Italian. In Italian, it means frozen milk. Mm -hmm. And gelato is made with the whole milk versus ice cream is made with the cream of the milk. So the Mm -hmm. in order to make ice cream, you have to separate the milk and take just the cream. Whereas gelato, we can take our whole milk and make it. So it was less pieces of equipment. And our stores that we talked to said, nope, it's just now coming to the Midwest. So this that would be a
0: good product. So mm-hmm. it's done really well for us. I am familiar with it from a little while ago because while she was still in school, my wife took a study abroad trip to Italy and fell in love with gelato. And so when she came back, she was dead set on getting more of it. So I've had a little bit more than maybe the average cowboys. Yep. So... Maybe let's go back even further. Have you started in dairy from the get go? Is it something that you got into with your husband, Jeff? How did your story begin?
1: Okay. Um, I grew up on a 25 cow dairy near Ridgeway, Minnesota, that my parents owned. Jeff did not grow up on a dairy farm. His dad was an administrator of a hospital, but crop farmed on the side. So, and Jeff's grandparents dairy farmed. So he, from little on, I guess, wanted to be a dairy farmer. So in 1985, well, in 1984, after he graduated, he rented a barn and milked. And then in 85, the current place we live on came up for sale and he bought it and we got married and... That's the whole. <laughs> That's- and here we are still 30 well it'll be 36 years now this June 22nd oh, sure. that we've been married and have the had four kids and went from about 40 cows to about 230.
0: Tell you what, having a family-owned business like that and working with family members every day—it's—it's it's got a lot of good things, and it's got some things that are kind of interesting, huh?
1: Yep. You know, sometimes you never get away from your coworkers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you see them, and then the next day is Christmas, and uh, yep, here we are again. <laughs> but you know, they all—all all our kids work in some aspect on the farm, and. Okay. They all have their special parts they go and do, so it's not like they're shoulder-to-shoulder right next to each other all day long. They all kind of go off and do their own thing on the farm, and then it is definitely challenging to keep everything flowing. And I guess the main thing we've had to tell them again, you have to communicate, communication, 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 let everybody know what you're doing, where you're going, what needs to get done in case you can't finish it or can't get to it. That's probably the biggest thing. And we have some part-time help. Anytime you deal with labor, it's a challenge in itself, but... To teach the younger generation how to treat and how to train your employees, that's a real challenge. And I know Jeff's dad, being he was an administrator of the hospital, installed in Jeff when he started hiring help that treat your employees how you'd want to be treated. Respect them no matter how what age they are or who they are. Treat them well,
0: and they'll do a good job for you. You say that you've got your kids all involved in the business. Who does what? Because you guys got a lot of moving parts going on.
1: Yep, we have four children who are all married, and so our oldest daughter Alicia and her husband Ben work for us. Alicia takes care of the cow records, matings, calves, and then she does our social media for both the dairy and the creamery. And her husband Ben takes care of the calves, maternity, and herd reproduction. Our next daughter Courtney works on the creamery side with packaging cheese, gelato deliveries book work, and her husband, Jordan, works off the farm. Brittany, our third daughter, is a nurse at Mayo, and her husband, Nick, works for us, and he takes care of the milking, maintenance, and cropping. And then our youngest son, Nathan, takes care of the feeding, milking, and cropping also. And his wife is a dental hygienist off the farm. And then whenever busy times, cropping, whatever comes up, they all kind of pitch in where needed. And then Jeff and I works pretty much strictly in the creamery. Jeff is the cheese maker. We do have an assistant cheese maker that helps him. We all do deliveries. We both package cheese, make cheese, book work. He does very little milking. Every once in a while he'll get fill in, but we've kind of stepped back from the dairy side of it and let the kids take that part under their wing. So that's where the entire family, and like I said, we also have some part-time help that helps nights and weekends as needed.
0: So everybody seems like they're buzzing around pretty actively. Oh, yes. (laughs) So how do you balance all of these different needs of the business against the needs that families have and being involved in the community?
1: having good help our help um, on the creamery side helps us get away when needed to do some community activities we do shut down every once in a while and just say you know what we we need a long weekend (laughs) yeah or something but but it is a challenge when we all work in the same spot and if you want to go on a family vacation or have a family wedding that's probably been the biggest challenge lately is you know all right if we're all at or in this wedding (laughs) How do we get somebody? So so it's a matter of having good, reliable help. And we've got some very good help on both sides that has given us the opportunity to, to take the time away.
0: Now, with this unique model that you have, you must have learned a lot of different things, both on the dairy farm side as well as on the honey and creamery business side. What are some of these things that you've learned? And perhaps what are some of these things you've learned about dealing with people and customers? Because it's a little different than just sending milk to the co-op. Probably
1: the biggest things is the rules and regulations and licensing and all the the behind-the-scenes things that need to get done and taken place and kept up. So that's probably been the biggest thing. And the production and marketing is huge and then you throw in a pandemic last year and yeah. just when you think you figured out the consumer <laughs> that happened and
0: maybe elaborate a little bit on that for me because that is so intriguing to me because you're obviously in a in a niche situation but last year niche didn't matter it availability was all that mattered
1: right and so actually last year we probably seen more foot traffic in our storefront on the farm After probably after the first two or three months when people thought, well, we get a lot of calls. Are you open? Can we come out? And so, yep, we were open, still had to milk the cows, still had to make cheese, still deliver the cheese. Mm -hmm. But we had a lot more foot traffic. People were just looking for something to do. And we do have a little playground and we have the calves and a donkey and a goat that kids or adults can (laughs) look at. I suppose. And so people were just wanting to do something, but then to come out, and then they kind of got into this, I want to know where my food comes from all of a sudden, when all for a while you couldn't get certain products, mm-hmm. why couldn't I, yet there's, you know, so we had a real good customer base that really wanted to know, okay, this you milk the cows, you're making the cheese, uh, this is where I'm going to come and get it because mm-hmm. I know exactly where it comes from. I know who's handling it. I know how it's handled. So so that was interesting throughout the summer last year and even last fall. And then when January hit in 21, it just, I, I don't know if people were just waiting for the vaccine or what, but it's the, the whole consumer seems to have been, they've changed a little bit. When we do sample, it's almost like people are afraid to take samples. They're a little more shy of coming out. I don't know. It's it, and we've talked to other people in close similar situations to us and they they said yeah i think it's going to take a little while for everybody to get back out to just grabbing samples and being in stores in general that that was probably another with the marketing everybody online does online shopping and cheese curds and sometimes cheese are impulse buys mm-hmm. so that affected us, too.
0: Huh, that's very interesting. So you went from everybody wanting to visit to everybody having a little bit of hesitancy.
1: Yep. And January in general, January, February, always slow months in Minnesota. But, and, but it was exceptionally slow this year. But now we're just starting to see more and more foot traffic. People are out traveling again. We're getting uh, family reunion, group tours. We're getting just people visiting
0: and moving around. So we're starting to see it pick back up
1: now. So that's a good thing.
0: So with all of these things that you've added here over the past 10 years and being able to bring the family back in, what do you think are some of the greatest rewards of this operation that you all have?
1: I have to say seeing people enjoy your products and being excited that they can watch the cows get milked and then they're eating the cheese that the cows made mm-hmm. from the milk. So it's neat to see, and it's neat to see people in the local community kind of say, I've brought out some family members to see our creamery. So they kind of take partial ownership in the fact that we're in their town local. So that's real rewarding when you pe- see people taste something and they're just like, oh, my goodness, that is so different, so great, so... But then for me sometimes it's the fact running your own business I help with watching our grandkids. Sometimes I and I do I have a playpen beside my desk and I might have a grandkid in it and I might have one in a walker and I might have a grandson at the computer <laughs> watching tunes and or out on the playground. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice being able to fluctuate my schedule to help the kids where it's needed, to be able to help watch the grandkids or have the grandkids here and being able to see them throughout the week. So so that I really like that part.
0: So maybe to wrap up here, is there any advice you would give younger producers or agricultural entrepreneurs that are just starting out?
1: research we we spent about 8 years of researching what was not in southeast Minnesota and that's where we found the fresh curds were lacking so do your research go out and talk to store owners go out and talk to other people that are think you're if this is what you want to do we toured many many creameries in the upper midwest and in fact we when we started the gelato we went all the way to Florida to look at some gelato businesses down there and what they were doing and how they were doing it. So a lot of it's just research. And if you're going to be building a facility, get your inspectors on board right away, get your state so that you don't come up with a surprise after you're all built. And they're like, well, nope, that's not the way it can be. So We had our inspectors here from the day we started with the blueprints. But a lot of research. Make sure you're you're making a niche product. Try to find something that's different, unique, and, and really do your research. So that's the main thing.
0: No, well thank you for that. And I, I would definitely echo what you said about working with your inspectors that you're going to be working with because that partnership works so much better if you start off working on the same foot.
1: When you start off on the same page and can go through it step by step. It's a lot easier to erase it on a piece of paper than take down a wall.
0: Absolutely. And lastly, I should say, Marianne, if people are interested in learning more about your operation or really just having a hankering for some good cheese, would there be a website or a way to get a hold of Heartland Creamery?
1: Yes, we have a website. It's www.metzcreamery.com. They can like us on Facebook. It's Metz's Heartland Dairy, Creamery, and Honey on Facebook. And from both of those sites, you can get our address to actually come visit us. You can order online. You can see what's going on. The, our Facebook page is probably our most where we post different events we're having or running specials and stuff. So, Or you can email Mets Creamery at goacentk.net. Go it's a little bit strange email. But all that information's on our website.
0: Awesome. Well, Marianne, thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with us and talk about all the cool things you have going on at Mets Heartland Creamery. Well, thank you. And thank you very much to our listening audience for taking the time to hear what we have going on here on the Sioux Nation podcast. Y'all take care, folks.